We have seven weeks left of 2023. We've had our wins and we've had our losses this year. And now we're starting to think about how we're going to make a big comeback for 2024. But that can't be done without the end of year prep work. So I'm about to spill all of the tea on how you can make the most of the end of this year so you can walk straight into living your best life on January 1st. Hello everyone and welcome back. Today we are going to be discussing all things on how to get your life together so that we can actually make 2024 your best year. Don't forget that you can find all of my socials and my podcast where you can listen to all of my YouTube videos in audio format in the description below. Chapter one, get your ish together. The first step to this, stop being yourself. And what I mean by this is do a self-evaluation. Basically, go about your life for the next few days in a completely normal way, but this time actually pay attention to and observe why you make every single action and decision you do throughout every hour of the day. Then you can evaluate where things go wrong. To be honest, you shouldn't even need to have to live out a normal day tomorrow. You should already know why you are procrastinating and messing up. But for me, I was just going about my normal day, but paying attention as to why things were going wrong and how I was messing up. And I noticed a few things. I noticed that when I first wake up and I'm making my matcha and sorting breakfast, and then I put TV on in the morning, just to, you know, wake myself up a little bit, I am more likely to stay sat on the sofa watching TV for 30 minutes after I finish my breakfast, instead of just leaping into work like I should. I've also found that when I wake up at a later time in the morning rather than my usual 6am I work a lot slower throughout the day. It's almost like I have this hopelessness for the day that oh I woke up later so now everything is ruined. I also found that when I'm working and I do my hardest task of the day first I procrastinate on it longer because it's so hard and I have perfectionism around it. I try to delay starting it as much as possible which means all of the tasks that I should do after it never get done. I also realized when I don't go to the gym for a few days in a row my mood automatically drops like I'm not myself my happy hormones are just not there and lastly I realized that when I don't have something to look forward to scheduled in the evening then I procrastinate on my work all day long because there's nothing pushing me to get it done in a shorter time frame see what I mean that is a self-evaluation once I start understanding each trigger as to why I keep messing up why I keep procrastinating not living up to my full potential then I can start putting systems in place to not do those things step two you see this yeah, this is going to ruin your life if you don't use it efficiently. There's no way we're just not going to go on our phone for weeks at a time, okay? So let's organize our phone in a way where it benefits us and loves us back so it doesn't sabotage the rest of our life. The first thing to do when I say this to everybody is go on each and every social media app on your phone and do an unfollow binge. Unfollow, mute, do whatever you have to do. And when you're doing this, I don't want you to feel guilty. Is your self-respect that low that you have to prioritize making sure you don't hurt somebody else's feelings over something as petty as a social media follow, so then you have to be exposed to more useless content every single day? Listen, our number one priority is always our mental health, our productivity, and doing the best we can for ourselves. So if you are someone who follows over a thousand people on social media, you need to do a removal, okay? Because the more people you follow the more content there is in your timeline to catch yourself upon on top of that you are now allowing more people into your space to expose you to harmful content harmful content can include unrealistic beauty standards 
a lack of authenticity as to what their life really looks like. So now you start saying unrealistic expectations about your own and what? Now you always feel bad about yourself. Posting negatively and just generally spreading a low vibe to everyone else. The list goes on, but you get the gist, okay? We need to be so picky about who we allow onto our social media feeds, just like who we allow into our friendship circles in real life. Because if you've been here for a while, we all know the importance of staying right up here on the vibrational scale. And any other external energies that we are exposed to on a daily basis can bring us right down here. Once you've been followed everything that's super irrelevant, you are now going to go on a search for creators that are positive or educational or inspirational, depending on what lifestyle you live. I know that there are study inspo, TikTok and Instagram pages. If you're a student, follow them, okay? It's going to motivate you to always work for when people are romanticizing the aesthetic of coming home and getting your studying done. If you are in your early 20s, find YouTubers or Instagrammers who commit their entire feeds to talking about networking and talking about how to level up your LinkedIn and survive in the corporate world. Or just follow anyone that gives you a very positive outlook on life, whether it's through how cute their Instagram stories are, how positive they are on a daily basis, do yourself that favor. Next step is app reorganization. I want you to delete everything that you don't use on a daily basis, especially distracting apps like shopping apps, where you're, you know, you're just looking at the new in section, oh, that top is cute. And then all of a sudden you're spending money when you didn't need to. And I want you to do a reorganization. So if you look at my home screen, my social media apps are not the center of attention. They are all in this tiny little app and this is just my content folder. Like I need this because of my job. But other than that, I have my calendar. I have a positive quote that takes up majority of the screen space. And this stops my thumb from automatically clicking on Instagram because it's right in front of me. Continuing with apps on my home screen, I went on a search ages ago, you know, do your research. All it takes is a Google search to find apps that are beneficial for you and the lifestyle that you're trying to go after. So right here, I have my morning folder. And in here, I have Duolingo because I'm trying to learn French. I ha have my habit app, which I'll speak more in detail about later. I have health, I have style book, which is where I plan my outfits. I have books so I can read on my phone. All of these things that I have to use first thing in the morning so that I can start progressing on my journey to become my highest self. You kind of want to make it a habit that when you pick up your phone, you know that there's so much that this thing can offer you to level up your life rather than you going on there just as a means to scroll and find out what's going on in other people's lives. I have my business folder. This is where I invest in stocks. This is where I keep track of business things and networking events. And if you want to be real meticulous with getting your ish together and clearing out your phone, go into your email folder, clear out all of the junk mail, unsubscribe to at least 20 emails that you're getting from brands that you don't even use anymore. Go into your contacts folder, delete all of the old numbers from people you don't talk to, from your exes, okay? They should not be in there. Step three, make technology work for you. You are gonna spend a few hours creating a weekly to-do list, some sort of schedule or weekly system, and then you're gonna input it in whatever device you want so you don't have to think about it again. And every single week, you are unconsciously working towards your goals. It's like this effortless flowing system. One way I do this is every morning with my habit app, which I mentioned before, if you are writing out your 2024 New Year's resolutions, I want you to take that resolution and break it up into what do I need to do every single day to have achieved that goal after six months, after a year. Once you've broken up your bigger goals into daily habits, you just load them into this app, you just tick them off, and it actually um, tracks your progress as well. The next thing you can use is your calendar. I have this as a massive widget on my phone for a reason, but I mainly use this on my laptop. 
I plan out my life and my calendar so carefully so that I am not just unknowingly wasting time. And I do this by color coordinating my calendar. This works very similar to the habit tracker technique in where you are evaluating your goals for the year and then you are breaking them up. So my goals were to grow on each individual social media platform. So each social media platform is a different colored calendar in my calendar app. So then when I'm creating events with each color, just from looking at it, I can see how much time I am scheduling per week per task. Another thing I love to do is use my notes app. So at the top of my notes, I have a few that are pinned, my shopping list. So this is where I will meal plan. I've done research prior on what foods will help me achieve certain goals like clearer skin, fitter body, stuff that aligns to my personal intolerances. So I don't need to think when I go to the grocery store, I literally have everything planned out in sections. Another important note I have in my phone, and this will never get deleted, is a list called things that make me feel good versus bad. And this means when I find that my mental health is starting to slip, and when mental health starts to slip, you can't focus on yourself or your goals or where you wanna be, so it's very important to keep that afloat, I look at this list and this gets my mental health in check like that because it holds you accountable. A lot of the time when we wake up feeling so bad and we don't know why, normally it's a result of our own doing. It's because we've been eating too much processed food. We haven't been moving, moving our body enough. We haven't been getting enough sunlight. We haven't had enough connection with others, any feelings of love because we haven't gotten out of our apartment. And then we're gonna have things that are personal to us. So I know if I go out partying too much, I end up feeling really bad about myself. I also know when I don't prioritize my alone time and I'm constantly trying to do everything for everybody else, I feel drained because I'm an introvert. So I've written this down and that way, when things start to feel a lot, I I can be like, oh, okay, I've done these, so I understand now. And then I have the list above of things that are gonna kinda get that spring back in my step. Every Sunday, I have a batch of events that once again, I'll never need to write in because they repeat every single week. Stuff like doing my laser hair removal, a face mask, drinking my greens, catching up on social media comments. The next step is to sort out your music and use it to your advantage. I know so many of you already follow my Spotify. If you don't, it's linked in the description. But I basically have a bunch of playlists according to each mood. I have one for when I'm at the gym, one for when I'm reading, one for when I'm working. So I've carefully organized all of my music to once again align with my goals. It will encourage me to read, it will encourage me to romanticize my life, it will encourage me to carry more confidence when I'm out and about. And the last thing for devices, especially when it comes to your computer or your laptop, is making sure it's clean. I've been using the app Clean My Mac X for at least five years now, like it must be longer. But because I do so much on my computer, like my whole life is on it, I edit my thumbnails, edit my videos, do so much work, even through university, I would be using so many different softwares on it, I would constantly be running out of space, even though I bought the iCloud storage and I bought the right laptop. The thing with Macs is they have all of these caches and extra stuff built up in the system that you don't even know how to clean out. So when I discovered Clean My Mac X, it changed my life. Literally the best investment I ever made because all it takes is one click of a button and it cleans up all of that extra junk that you don't even know about that's hiding in your computer and instantly you have all of the storage you need to keep being your most productive self when you're working. You first off want to start with the smart scan tool. This is basically the first step in cleaning and protecting your map because it can also remove any malware. Once it's removed all of the junkware and scanned for any malware it will also improve the performance of your Mac and it won't remove anything that's important to you. My favorite tool of this app is 
the space lens. This is when you can go into the system of your computer and see what is taking up the most space. There's also the menu app feature, which is a little dashboard with informative monitors about every aspect of your Mac's performance. So you can find out what your battery temperature is, how much space is left, what's the speed of the internet connection. It tells you everything you need to know. Using Clean My Mac X simplifies my routine so much because I'll go on my MacBook in the morning, I'll hit the button and it will literally be cleaning my Mac so it's ready for me to start any new projects, editing any new videos, and it's all done by the time I sit down at my desk with my matcha. So if you're ready to try it out for yourself so that you can feel the significant improvement in performance in your Mac before the new year, then you can sign up to get a seven day free trial of Clean My Mac X. You can check the link in my description for a 15% discount. The next step to getting your ish together is an environment declutter, okay? Just like we've decluttered our digital environment, we need to sort out the real life environment, okay? Because did you know it's an actual fact that your real life environment is just a reflection of your mental state? Like, have you ever found like when your mental health is a bit low, you're not feeling yourself, your living space starts to become a little bit messy or vice versa. Maybe you're fine. Maybe you've just been neglecting your self-care or cleaning up a bit. And as a result, now you feel super stressed out all the time, right? There are so many clothes that are just scrunched up and shoved in my wardrobe. Literally, as soon as I open my wardrobe doors, they just all fall out. It's really bad and it's really embarrassing, I know. But before the end of the year, I always get it sorted. So it's nice and color coordinated. I always go an extra step further and I take pictures of all of my clothes and I load them into the Stylebook app on my phone when I wake up in the morning, I literally choose what outfit I'm gonna wear from my bed. And when you're doing all of this organization, download Depop, download Vinted, whatever suits you, sell all of your stuff, better yet, donate it to charity, put it to good use, or maybe make some money off of it so that you can reinvest it into a wardrobe that suits your everyday needs. Step five, finances. Super important, we are gonna be in our bag in 2024, but we need to start now, okay? So we get used to this way of living by the time January 1st comes. You know I'm gonna say it, just download the app Snoop, honestly, because I just rave about this app all the time. It really saved me. Basically, this is where you can start setting in budgets for yourself. You can really track your spending and adjust. If you don't wanna use Snoop, I've seen a lot of people on social media literally open up an Excel sheet and every single month they've like put in the Excel formulas to know how much money is contributed to rent, bills, their car payments, any clothes and extra things and skincare and stuff like that, reoccurring payments. Really Make sure that you're on top of that and try and optimize it if you can you know shift what kind of makeup you're wearing where you're shopping how often you eat out that way you can save more at the end of every month and the reason you want to be saving more is because in order to get on top of our finances we need to be investing like smart financially abundant women okay so this means investing more into our pensions opening it up an ISA if you're in the UK, investing in the stock market, okay, putting all that money into the S&P 500. If you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, I have an entire video on my channel, but for this video, all I'm gonna say is one of my favorite hacks is I have gone into my banking app before and now I don't even need to look at it again and I have automatic sums of money that go out into different areas. For example, every month it will put money into my ISA, every month it will put a lump sum into my pension, every single month it will put another lump sum into my stock, uh, market app and then I have a reminder in my calendar to go into the app and then put money in different stocks and ETFs. And the last step for this chapter is just take a step back. This is going to be completely different to everybody watching this video. 
what have you been working on this year and what other loose ends do you have maybe it's some paperwork you need to fill out any admin maybe you haven't gone to the dentist in years what are some things you could do for your glow up that you haven't done in a long time go back in your camera roll to see what you were doing in January what you were hoping to achieve for the year anything that you haven't done start it again now tie up any loose ends if you're a student and you have school projects or homework get a head start on it now okay you don't want to be walking in to January 1st thinking oh my god I have all of this stuff and baggage left over from last year okay do yourself a favor now you have six to seven weeks to do it you got this chapter two new practices and how you are going to stay on track so the first thing you're going to do as we are rounding off this year is to reflect on what went well and what went badly this year there are a few ways you can do this you can journal it okay people really overcomplicate the process of journaling literally just scribble out what you're thinking like that is it or you can get your iphone press record and just talk just rant as if you're talking to your best friend and just say everything you want to say and listen back to it afterwards and really try to evaluate what's happened this year because it's going to take you a minute to remember everything because there's so much power when you can start identifying the patterns and making connections on oh i did these certain things on this day that's why i was feeling so amazing on that day this was a really bad day i remember being sad oh it's because this is how it was spent and you start making all these connections and it actually gives you new ideas that are personal to you on what your new routines and systems should look like for a new year so you don't continue making those same mistakes you will make much more significant progress than the average person who just says i'll do better next year and set some new goals the only way to get something different is to change the areas that didn't work and that failed you and sometimes that can be uncomfortable especially when it's not something that's necessarily bad or maybe it's a habit that you've carried on your entire life and that you're attached to but we have to let them go for example and this is really niche one goal that I took into this year was I wanted to be more social, I wanted to network, I wanted to meet loads of people and make loads of friends. I did that, I very well did that. And now it's the end of the year and do you know what I realized? I can't do it, I am so introverted, it doesn't light me up in the way that I thought it would. And it's now, the harsh truth is, I am never gonna be that person that is always socializing, that has the biggest group of friends. And my ability to break my attachment with that ideal thought of what my life should be allows me to redirect my focus on something that is actually going to serve me. Step two is daily systems. So James Clear introduces the cue, craving, response, and reward system. And my favorite part about this is the reward part because this has done wonders for my life. As I said earlier in the video, one thing I noticed was if I don't have a little treat or an exciting evening to look forward to after a long day, I'm now not motivated to do my work because what, now all I have scheduled for the day's work, that means now I have an infinite amount of time to complete a task, meaning of course, I'm going to long it out to fill that entire period of time. And you would be shocked at how common this is amongst so many people. What I do is on, the, on days where I know I have difficult work tasks that I know I tend to procrastinate on, I purposely plan social activities in the evening. That way I know I have no choice but to complete that task by 4 p.m. Like I have to be gone out of my apartment by then. And guess what? Every single time it gets done. When I know I have a full day of work at home, but in the evening I'm gonna order some sushi and watch a new Netflix series. <gasps> best believe i'm speeding through all that work because i know the consequences if i don't get this work done by 7 p.m i can't have that fun evening reward 
Another really good thing to try if you want to make all of your new habits stick is habit stacking. This will boost your productivity like crazy. So you take a normal task that you might be doing every single day and then you pair it with something else. So you're basically getting them done at the same time. For example, you need to be doing all of your laundry, ironing your clothes for the next day. Call a friend at the same time. That way you're getting your social connection, you're getting your break time, but you're also getting your errands done. If self-care seems like such a chore for you, do it while you're watching your favorite movie on Netflix. Give yourself a manicure sit there with your face mask the idea here is if you want to start implementing all of these new habits and and goals for the new year you need to attach them to things that you already find easy to do so let's say one habit you've mastered is that you're really good at going to the gym every single morning now try to replace the music that you listen there with a podcast instead that way you kill two birds with one stone in that same hour of time Step four is create room for alternatives. We don't allow ourselves to be flexible and in being rigid with our goals is where it becomes increasingly difficult and then we start to procrastinate, it becomes too hard and then we quit. If I wake up and I don't wanna go to the gym because I'm not feeling it, I allow myself to skip it, okay, hold on. I allow myself to skip it and I replace it with a different form of exercise. So I will say, okay, I'll go for a walk on this sunny morning instead. Okay, I'm still achieving that same realm of that goal, which is moving my body, but in a different way. And that means I'm cutting out any boredom and I'm not constantly stressed that I have to do something. I'm honoring what my body needs and wants. Similarly, if I feel like my work week is just feeling so repetitive, I'll change up my schedule and I'll wake up extra early the next day to challenge myself to get all of my work done by midday. That way I can go shopping, I can go see my friends in the rest of the afternoon. The next step is accountability. Accountability is everything and research goes hand in hand with this. It's November right now, meaning your 2024 goals list should be well underway, okay? You should start already having an idea about what you wanna achieve and you need to back it with research. For example, if you wanna get healthy, what does that mean? What does that look like? What are the foods you need to be putting into your body to do that? There are specific foods you can learn about that improve your gut health, which will then improve your skin, improve your hair. Specific whole foods that will improve your energy throughout the day and specific processed foods that will drain you of your energy. If your goal for 2024 is to be financially abundant, you need to be financially literate first, so do the research. What are 10 books you can read on financial literacy, which will in turn turn you to be financially abundant because you'll know what to do with your money. And then buy those books and in your calendar every single month, put in an event. This month I have to read this book, February this book, March this book, and so on. And the last step for this chapter is all about vision boarding and goal setting. Before you even think about going out and finding a bunch of pretty pictures and decorations for your vision board, just write out a list of the goals that your vision board is going to represent. You don't need loads of goals. Hell, you could have three goals, but you need to get so specific about every single one. And then you might have a group of images for each goal, not just one. People's biggest mistake when it comes to goal setting and vision boarding is they aren't specific. It's lose weight, get healthy, be happy, be successful. What does that mean? How are you going to achieve or manifest any of those things when all of those things mean completely different things to different people? So in order to do this correctly, we need to turn those big goals into small, easy, actionable steps. So if one of your goals was lose weight, what exercise are you gonna do to do that? Pilates, yoga, daily walks, gym? Are you gonna get a PT? 
Literally find the pictures that represent what you're going to be eating, what you're going to be drinking, what are you going to cut out? What's your lifestyle going to look like if this is your goal to lose weight? Are you going to stop drinking? Are you going to stop going out so late? Same with the goal of be happy. What does that look like? Is it spending more time with family? Spending more time with friends? Is it peace of mind and meditating? Is it taking up a new hobby? Is it spending time in nature? If it's one of those, how are you going to achieve each of those things? How often will you do them? Will you do it on your own? Will you do it with somebody else? What does that lifestyle look like? Like clearly envision it and then find the pictures that match that image. With the vision board images, you want to be really specific with this as well, you know? If one of your goals is to buy a house, where is it? What does it look like? Does it have big windows? What area? What kind of aesthetic is the interior? Photoshop is also really fun here. So my vision board that I made two years ago, I really wanted to graduate university with a first class degree. So I found a university degree certificate from my uni at that time, printed it off, photoshopped my name and the date that I would graduate. And I kid you not, I was then holding the real one. The one that I photoshopped became real and it was in my hands because that is the power of being specific people And lastly chapter number three ending the year on a high We're gonna take a step back from the productivity for a second just to Appreciate how far we've come guys. Okay, even if you didn't meet all of your goals this year Even if this year just kicked your butt and it was just adversity after adversity You still made it here you still work up every single day. You're still watching this video now because you have hope for where you're gonna be in the future. Give yourself a pat on the back and let's enjoy these last seven weeks while we're also, you know, putting in the work to prepare for the next year. We can have some fun. So here are some ideas to do that. One, schedule more fun stuff with your friends. I've been doing this recently, not just texting them, calling them, being like, let's go for a walk or a coffee, like actually scheduling stuff. I feel like when we were kids, we used to go bowling with our friends, we used to do sleepovers, we used to do all these fun things, start doing them again. Because really isn't the purpose of life just to create all of these memories and have so many new experiences. Step two is write a letter to yourself or a video diary. I used to do this when I was a teenager all the time and I'm so bad at myself that I don't do it anymore that I actually started doing it again yesterday. I was literally recording myself and I saved the videos on my phone and it's me talking to myself, telling my future self what I was doing that day, how I'm feeling, uh, what's stressing me out at the moment, what I'm looking forward to, because I know I'm gonna look at that video a year from now and be like, oh my God, like everything changed or I'll know the outcome of that situation. And it's such a wholesome feeling. And I think also just the process of you writing a letter to yourself or doing the video diary, there's so much hope in that moment where you know, I'm still gonna be here a year from now and I'm gonna be watching this back and I'm gonna know that things got better and I made it through. Step number three, focus on energy, give it. Like I said earlier, having that list on your phone of things that make me feel good, make that list and then commit more time to it. Otherwise, if you don't wanna do that, you can Google energy givers, commit every single week to just doing a few of those, whether it's getting out in nature, going on a walk, meditating, reading, and so on. Step number four, journal your achievements. I did this at the end of 2022, and I think maybe that's what gave me all of my motivation for this year. Just write down the small things. I spent more time with my family. I became a kinder person. I kept certain promises to myself. Really give yourself credit because you deserve it. Step number five, start building on that self-love girl because you know what I'm gonna say, it's the center of everything, okay? Your self-love links directly with your self-perception. When you start seeing yourself as your own muse, when you start seeing yourself for the goddess that you are and that you are capable of literally anything you put your mind to and that you are so perfect, everything else falls in line, okay? 
So start working on that self-love, start working on your self-perception, maybe do some journal prompts to overcome any insecurities, do your shadow work, take yourself on a date. Step six, go on a trip anywhere and experience life. Could be with a friend, family, your boyfriend, alone, anything. You don't have to hop on a plane and go to another country if you can't afford it. If you can, maybe make the budget for it if you can, but if you can't, Become a tourist in your own city. Go to a part of your city you haven't explored before. One thing I used to do when I was a teenager is go on Google and type in bucket list ideas and pick something from there. Just to end this year with, I tried something new. And the last step is, I'm gonna say, do something you'd never make time for, but you love. I think so many of us fall victim to this. For example, if you watch my vlog channel, yes guys, I have a second channel, it's linked in the description, uh, then you know that I, in my autumn reset video, I baked banana bread. And when I was a teenager, I used to love baking. And I haven't baked in like five, six years. And I baked for the first time the other day. And it just lit something up inside of me, like it connected me again to my inner teenager because we get so swept up with goals and work and all of these daily responsibilities, we forget to go back to the things that actually just bring us happiness. They don't have to make us money and they don't have to get us the best grade in school. Sometimes it's just about prioritizing what brings us joy. And that brings us to the end of this video. Yes, I know there's no homework chapter and it's deliberate, okay? I wanted to make sure you are paying attention in this video because if you think about it, this entire video was a homework chapter. I've literally given you so many tasks to do throughout this entire video. There's nothing to sum up, guys. There's like, I, I gave you the homework all throughout. Um, if you haven't already, check out my second channel because I would love for us to be besties over there. And good luck for the rest of the year, you guys, because I know we are all gonna end this on such a high. We got this, you got this. I love you, I believe in you, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.